Hey, I'm glad you're joining us. My name is Will Cord, and I'll be the host of Ready, Set, Renovate. This is a podcast dedicated to making home renovations a delightful and drama-free process. Drama is fun when it's on HGTV, but not so much fun when your own home is on the line. We discuss real-life home renovations and all they entail, while equipping you to edit out all the renovation craziness. Why shouldn't this process be delightful? You're beautifying your home, not trying to create a captivating TV series. Today on Ready, Set, Renovate, we're discussing a part of the country that for many is a highly desirable place to live, the upstate of South Carolina, where I happen to live and our business, Daniel Builders, is based. In this episode, we'll take a look at why it's such a great place to be and delve into what the future holds. Under What Conditions is the title of this episode, and we have a great A-list of guests joining us. You'll hear from Taylor Lyles, CEO of the HBA, Greg Gambrell, sales manager of GBS Lumber, and Dustin Hughes, corporate sales manager at Jeff Lynch Appliance. Let's get to it. Greenville is a great place to be, and I think a lot of people are realizing that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are moving into this area. What's going on here? Why why is it such an attraction uh, for many people all over the country? I think the better question is, is what's not going on? So I good, think, better question. Yeah, I think uh, I think when you sit there and you look at what Greenville amenities bring you, you've got everything. You're you're three hours from the beach. You're thirty minutes from the mountains. You've got low taxes. You've got an incredible quality of life. You've got four seasons. Mm. I mean, yeah, what's not here? Yeah, what's not here? You know, I think uh, you've got I eighty five that connects you from Atlanta to Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, you can get there in two hours. So, I mean, everything is within driving distance. So, so what would you say to the person who's sick of living in California or sick of living in New York, which plenty are, and they're yep. wanting to live here in the upstate of South Carolina, have that convenient location to Charlotte, to Atlanta, to the ocean, to the mountains, have the four seasons. What would you say to the person who's considering different housing options? What can they expect um, in coming here, is there plenty of housing options or is it running low? What's, what's happening? I think that they should expect to be patient. Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge issue we're running into right now. Resale markets, we've got the lowest inventory we've, we've ever had. We're, we're 16,000 lots in a deficit right now. So 16,000 wow. lots would give us six months of inventory and that's it. And that's all new construction. So you're seeing, the, the houses go up for sale that are not necessarily being put on the MLS. They're not, they're getting sold to a friend. Um, so they're, they're, they're sold before they even go on the market. So <clears throat> I would say be patient. Mm. I think that's the biggest thing. You add to that, the, the time frame to build has, has lengthened, even, even for your production builders that are trying to turn things in 90 days with the supply chain, the way it's been for the past few years, that 90 days is stretched out to 120 or more mm -hmm. than your custom builder even longer. So I think patience is a great word to use there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think you're seeing it across the board. I think you're seeing it in, in materials. I think you're seeing it in appliances on Dustin's end. I mean, Dustin, you're, you're six, seven months out on some stuff. It depends on the brand, but yeah, so you have, but you have to set that expectation with your customer for yep. this is how long things are going to be mm -hmm. to let them know in advance. Are there, um, 
what is the morale with builders out there in the upstate? Are are they just overwhelmed? Are they um, are they excited about all well, this opportunity? Well, I, I think there's. I mean, you guys can speak to this as well. I think there's an aspect of, of gratefulness because we still live, and I mean, I think we've all been amazed somewhat of the demand that continues to be out there. And what I like to yeah. say a lot of the time is, it's better than the opposite problem. I mean, it having too much, having the phone ring too much is way better than the phone not ringing at all. And anyone who's in business would say that. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I think along with that trying to maintain a level of gratefulness on the part of builders. Um, I think there is a high level, high level of weariness right now when I speak to and talk to builders and contractors, uh, just because something that used to not be quite as much of a taxing process that, you know, the process of getting the materials to getting the person there on time to getting the labor. To, I mean, it just takes more phone calls and more mm. steps. So I do think if you guys maybe can speak to this, I think there's a high level of weariness, but then they yeah. end the conversation with going, but hey, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm grateful that clients yeah. are still calling me. But oh, yeah. uh, it's a it's it's a very difficult process to build a house right now, as it always is. But it's just so it's just taxing, you know. Yeah. So. Would you agree with that, Greg? That builders are just feeling a, a little overwhelmed, or what? What's their primary concern right now? Yeah, like to Dustin's point, um, everybody's grateful to have the business and to be so busy. But at the same time, stuff that they've done forever and had a process in place has been completely turned exactly. upside down over, mm -hmm. the, over the past mm -hmm. two years. So like, for example, you know, used to builders would order their windows about the time they started going vertical with the framing. Mm -hmm. Well, now because of the long lead times, they're ordering windows before they're, they even scrape the dirt Wow! and which gives the homeowner less chances to change their mind in the process. Because mm -hmm. if you do change your mind, now you've extended the process so it's just everybody's had to adapt. And I think what we're seeing now, the, the guys that are doing a good job of adapting are the ones that are really excelling in this market. Mm. And to Justin's point, they're to Dustin's point, they're grateful, but they're also having to work a lot harder just to to do what they've always done. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like a huge deal, but with longer lead times, it means people have to touch that that many more times. So mm. the builder has to make that many more phone calls to check up on it. The builder has to reassure the homeowner that many more times, you know, for 22 week lead time for windows as opposed to a 10, whatever it is, that means they're doubling the amount of times they're having to have the conversation with, I promise they're on order. I promise they're still coming. Mm. It doesn't sound like a huge deal, but it, it just gets wearing to have to, yeah, you know, continue. By and large, our clients generally understanding about what's going on or that's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah. 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 It all, it all depends on the client. You, you have some right. that are very understanding and then you have some that have that Amazon mentality that they ordered it today. It should be there tomorrow. And, yeah. uh, and that's, that's something we've always battled in this industry mm -hmm. and, you know, clear communication and, and setting expectations up front is, is key. So you're going to run the gamut there on, on what you encounter. Yeah. Yeah. So Taylor, you get a lot of calls, I'm sure, from people moving in. Hey, can you recommend a good builder? Can you recommend a good general contractor? How do you coach those folks on what to look for and what to kind of expect? My goal is to try to set an expectation before they even get to the builder. Yeah. So what I want to do is I'm going to vet that customer or potential customer, and I'm going to ask them square footage. I'm going to ask them zip codes that they've looked in or counties that they've looked in. I'm going to ask them build price point. And I'm, if they come in and say, hey, I want to build a, a full custom house at 
$200 a square foot. I'm, I'm, I'm going ahead and breaking that, oh, yeah. that expectation. I shouldn't say breaking the expectation, but I'm letting them know instead of a, a, one of my builders having to say, we can't build that. So, so we're, we're setting that expectation before they even get to the builder. Mm. And, that, and that's something that we're trying to do. And I've, and I've had several conversations with builders about, is this okay? And they, they've all been unanimously, yeah, we love this. Oh, yeah. we, we greatly appreciate this. Well, you know, builders we, who are part of the HPA really, really value the HPA um, because you do that legwork on their behalf and, and many other things. Uh, quick plug for the Greenville HBA. They are the fastest growing home builders association in the nation. Thank you, Will. Thank that's, you. that's, that's pretty, pretty significant. It, it, we, we've done an incredible job. We've surrounded ourselves with great people like all of y'all. Yeah. And, and that is what's made this thing work. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we've, we've given an opportunity for people to shine and that's what they've done. Highly recommend anybody listening to check out some of the resources you can find from your local home builders association and specifically the Greenville Home Builders Association. It's a, it's a great one to be part of. So, Will, can I jump in yeah. real quick? Taylor mentioned something, um, and I think this is good advice in dealing with and how uh, homeowners can handle things. And it's the idea of setting the expectation. I appreciate that you do that because everyone, whether you're a supplier or a builder, um, the tendencies when you first meet with a client. Um, we're all in a form of sales, you know, whether it be yeah. selling a home or selling something. Uh, we want to impress as much as possible. But I think some of us have learned to kind of back down on that a little bit in order to be able to set the realistic expectation, even if the customer may not be as impressed at first. You know, you say, I don't know when this is going to come in and it may cost this much more. And, you know, those aren't really, you know, that's not really great sales tactics to say, I don't know when it's coming in and it may cost you 20% more. Right. But in this, in this environment, it's actually better to do that up front because you're setting the expectation with that customer for them to know the reality they may be facing as opposed and, to in the past, the tendency may have been to say, yeah, we can get it for you tomorrow. And I can probably, you know what, you know, not that you would say sure. that, but um, it sure beats the alternative of, of lying to them later. Yep. And then yeah. all of a sudden, hey, you lost all credibility because it didn't really play out at all, like you said. Or them being angry with you three months down the road because nothing you said really happened. Good. So I think the idea overall right now in this, and that's the one thing I would say, in this market, setting the expectation early, I think is probably the most key thing with the customer that builders and suppliers can do together. For sure. Excellent point. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's for sure. And I, I, I think sales in general changes when there's so much demand. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to scrap and fight. Um, you do have to keep the quality levels up. Absolutely. Another, another thing you, you do, Taylor. All right, guys. So where do we go from here? What, what does the future hold? I mean, we've had some, some, uh, great, what, three years here of, of incredible demand. Um, people coming into our area, a lot of people spending money on their homes. What is the next, uh, three months look like? I think personally, we, we've never been in this situation. Yeah. We've never been in a situation where we've had more demand and less supply. Mm-hmm. We go back in history. Mm-hmm. We've never been here. Oh, eight completely different. And, and I will argue this until I'm blue in the face, completely different. Banks are in a better position. Yeah. Consumers are in a better position financially. And, and we have the demand. So, so one thing that we're running into right now is, we just can't get enough lots on the ground. Mm-hmm. And, and some of that comes from government regulation, local regulation, our, our planning and development. I'm going to get yelled at for this because I'm going to make this comment, but our 
Planning and Development Commission had three neighborhoods last week with less than 200 lots on 200 lots total that got approved. We're not making progress. We're, we're going back in time and people want to move here. Mm. So we've got all of this incredible industry moving to Greenville. Mm -hmm. There's so much demand and we can't get lots on the ground. Mm. So, so where do we go in the next three months? We're just going to keep growing, you know, from a remodeling standpoint, 2020, we were up 13%. Y'all, y'all were up 13% year over year, 2019 over 20 to 2020. 2021, they're expected to be seven and a half percent rise over that. So in two years, you've seen a 20% increase because people can't get lots. Mm -hmm. if, if the, if the material's not there and I'm going to shout out home trust bank, Rob Evans, cause I gave him a call yesterday. You can get a four and a half percent 10 year arm on a loan versus a six and a half percent. So, so now remodeling starting to look better for people. Yeah. They're, mm -hmm. they're just aging in place. Yeah. So, so I think from a remodeling standpoint, you're going to see that spike from a new home standpoint, you're just going to see the demand continue. Mm -hmm. I, I, I personally do not see it slowing. That's good news. I, as you mentioned earlier, Dustin, it sure beats the alternative right. of, of not having anything uh, going on at all. Um, sometimes I know you wish you could just catch your breath, but um, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely sure. take it. Sure. Uh, here, here's something I wanted to bring up, and all you guys can weigh in. Where does that leave us with affordable housing? So you, you have people spending large sums of money because they have large sums of money. Mm -hmm. uh, for those who do not, still need a place to live. Um, uh, I, what's, what kind of advocacy is happening? What are some options in that, in that arena? Great question. That so what, question. what I do want to touch on real quick, I want to wrap back to your last question. I think one thing that you will see over the next three months, six months, 12 months, two years, you're going to see it go from, instead of just taking orders, you're going to have to work for that sale. Because that consumer is smart. Mm -hmm. That consumer is sitting there going, all right, well, maybe I don't need this amenity. Or maybe I don't need to do this upgrade fully. So I, I do think that you're going to see that. But on an affordable housing standpoint, you know, I think, I think one thing that we're advocating for is lower, compliant, lower regulation fees. Um, one big thing is if, if it takes $20,000 before you even go vertical on a home, You've hmm. you've priced out a very large Bumped group. Up that price yeah. tag. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The most recent study that we did, every thousand dollars that you add to a price, and this is Greenville, Anderson, Spartanburg all together, you price out four hundred and fourteen families. For every thousand dollars. Wow. Mm. Wow. And and at who, the end of the day families who need a place to live. Correct. Yeah, that's exactly right. Correct. So so when when you've got counties or school districts looking to put in a twelve thousand dollar impact fee. That's that's detrimental. You just pushed your teacher out. You just pushed your policeman out. You just pushed a firefighter out. You just pushed somebody who's living paycheck to paycheck out. Mm -hmm. So so you're not. It's it's not that come in mentality. It's you're get excluded. Out. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah. So from so from take. an from an affordable housing standpoint, you're what you're seeing is people are able to afford farther out. But then you get the question of, how do I get to work? Yeah, how do they get to work? Somebody, somebody working at a manufacturing facility is probably not going to drive 30 minutes to go work there. Mm -hmm. They're going to find a job closer. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody working in downtown Greenville, they're not gonna, they're not gonna drive from Five Forks to downtown Greenville or from Fountain Inn to downtown Greenville. Especially if gas prices keep going the way they are. Right. Exactly. right. Well, we got a little bit of relief. That's true. Yeah, there, there's yeah. optimism. Yeah. There. yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's great insight. Uh, wh- what about you, Greg? What what is your crystal ball telling you we can expect? I think you know we talk a lot to our customers because that's what we 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 kind of try to ignore the, the news and mm-hmm. get down to the ground level what's really going on. And so talking to all of our customers in Western North Carolina and Upstate South Carolina, which is primarily where we serve, everybody's still extremely busy. Everybody's pipeline is busy. Lots of our customers have contracts already signed that are already going to take them into the uh, midpoint of next year. And they've still got people coming, people still calling, traffic still coming in. So I, I think, you know, one thing, like we talked about earlier, is where we're located geographically. Mm-hmm. We're in a very desirable location. Sweet and spot. That's, that's going to help us. So even if, if we see a national slowdown, um, I still think here locally it's not going to affect us as much. Um, but, you know, there's there's a lot of crazy things going on in the world. A lot of that factors, right? change yeah. that. Yeah. But that's exactly. just... What we know now and what it's telling us is things still look good. Yeah. yeah. And then your prediction, Dustin. Well, I, I, I do think things are unpredictable. We were talking about before we came on air. Um, like you said, if you follow the news, they talk about, well, the rates are going up. So how is how's that going to affect mm-hmm. the housing industry? And because we live in a place like Greenville, we were talking about this before, um, the, whatever the rates are here, they're also in the places where people are moving from as well. So mm-hmm. the rates going up, People who are moving from New York or California or whoever from larger cities, that's not really a same thing. It's the same. The rates are the same. In addition to that, we're seeing, I don't know know about you, um, you see a lot of cash-heavy buyers a lot of the time because Mm -hmm. they're selling their properties from out of town. So really the rates don't really mean anything to them because they're they're sitting on cash for their their new build or their remodel when they move down here a lot of the time. So with that, we're not really seeing the effects of that too much. Um, I I do think, and I want to... Speaking to something Taylor said, I've begun to see this now um, where there was a time where it was like, oh man, do you, do you have something? As long as you have something, just, just let me have it. I don't care what the price is. Mm-hmm. Like that sentiment's going away a little bit mm-hmm. to where, which is really should, honestly. I mean, sure. customers yes. should learn, you know, learn about the, pro, uh, not feel desperate. So we are, uh, I'm seeing a little bit getting back to the, all right, well, I have multiple quotes for that. All right, let me, let me, let me find some more information about it as opposed to, um, Maybe when the pandemic first started, there was almost a, I don't know who, what created, there was almost a frenzy created of, oh, I would just be lucky if I can just get a dishwasher at all, so I'll take whatever you have. Well, they're seeing that's not necessarily true, and I think the same in the building industry yep. as well. Would you seeing that too? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, think, I think the 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 broad perspective needs to be understood, though. Affordability covers everybody. Mm-hmm. Affordability is not just that $150,000 house. Yeah. Affordability is at three hundred, five hundred. dollars 600 a million you know what you're seeing and 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 i think what's causing some of this affordability issue is the person looking for a five hundred thousand dollar house isn't finding that that's right Mm. they're finding a three hundred thousand dollar house and they're putting 200 grand in it so essentially everybody has to settle for less not necessarily is that what you're saying not necessarily no it's it's this ladder effect yes they're buying down but then putting more money in it so, so affordability for one is not necessarily the same anymore. It's affordability for all. Yeah. Because what I can afford, what you can afford, what Greg can afford, what Dustin can afford, what anybody can afford is completely different. Right. 
But there is a limit, right? But the, of course, everybody I mean, has a limit. Yeah. 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 So, so what you're seeing is, is this ladder effect is, is constantly pushing down because there's a lack of inventory. Mm-hmm. So I think if we, if we were in a, in a inventory heavy situation, you wouldn't, we wouldn't necessarily be talking about these, these issues because people would be looking to unload homes. Yeah. People would be looking, right. Pe- people aren't paying cash offers. Mm. And I, and I think to touch on Dustin's point, we pulled, there's, there's a little over 1100, um, cash buyers since January one from the MLS 1100. Now, what I would love to know is what the difference is from a regular consumer buying that house or an institutional buyer like buying that house. So what, what's the difference between a 4%, 4% rate or a 6% rate? So you're seeing a lot of these institutional buyers come mm-hmm. in. I've, I've talked to handfuls of these hedge, fu- hedge funds and, and buying groups that are coming in and purchasing full lots or, or full neighborhoods, and, and they're buying 150, 200 homes. Really? And, yeah. and they're buying them all built to well, rent. Yeah. yeah. So, which, so they're mm. buying these neighborhoods. Which is which is also causing a little bit of an issue because mm-hmm. while they're they're trying to fix a demand a need, they're creating an issue. They are mm-hmm. absolutely because yeah. at the end of the day, if if I come in and I buy two hundred an entire neighborhood with two hundred lots, well, I just took inventory off the market. Mm-hmm. Perhaps affordable inventory, uh, entry Perhaps, level affordable yeah. inventory as well, which becomes and what's interesting though, you almost create seeing, like a monopoly a little bit, right? Correct. I yes, mean, correct. that's what's happening. And then the competition yeah. suffers. Yep. Uh, and the options. Yeah, and, and and then another concern you have, which that that plays a part of, is you start limiting your first time home buyers. That's what I'm saying. And your first time home buyers are the ones that are moving up into the. You know, they start having kids and growing families and they, they start stepping up and then stepping up and stepping up. And so right now that cash heavy high end market is doing really well, but eventually if, if we don't fix the affordability issue, you're going to start seeing a slowdown because there's not going to be enough people from the, you know, the first time and second time homes mm-hmm. moving up into those larger homes. That's exactly right. Uh, Rick Quinn, he told me one time, he said, affordable housing should be the concern of everyone in the building industry. It's not just those who are building or providing. Mm-hmm. If you're a million dollar custom home builder or a million above, you want there to be affordable housing because that first house has to happen to lead to that fourth, fifth, sixth house when they get to you. And so that's exactly right. It's a concern Correct. of of all of us in the industry, honestly. It's not just about being nice. Yeah. Uh, no, you, I mean, you're tied to this too. We're all yep. tied to this in some way. And that's yep. why the HBA, they they do are connected to a lot of builders who I think it'd be honestly a great episode to have some of these guys on. I mean, just a tip there to talk about the whole episode about the idea of affordability. There's a lot of people in the HBA who are really connected with and understand what needs to be done advocacy-wise to maintain affordable housing in Greenville. Yep. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you turn, tuning in to this first episode of Ready, Set, Renovate. Uh, hopefully, you got uh, what we provided, which was a 30,000-foot overview of what's happening here in the upstate. Um, yeah. to, to sum up, it is a great place to be. There's no question. We're all very fortunate to be here, and we're all very fortunate to be part of the building industry here. Um, special thanks to my guests. Guys, I know giving time uh, is worth a lot, 
and it, it was worth a lot to me to have you guys on. I really appreciate it. Highly recommend anybody who's interested in learning about appliances or, or more about building materials or the HBA uh, to reach out to these guys. Thanks again. We'll see you. We're delighted you tuned in for today's episode of Ready, Set, Renovate, your guide design build resource. Are you ready for your home to undergo a transformation? We'd love to talk to you about it. Visit us at danielbuilders.com and tell us about the home renovation you envision. In the meantime, subscribe to Ready, Set, Renovate, and we'll keep the renovation inspiration coming.